0: Hey folks, what the fuck buddies, what the in ears? <laughs> just kidding. It's me, Justin, from J. Jonah, J. McCass crew. Just wanted to clear up a couple things about today's episode before we get into it. So! You hear that out there? I live next to a highway, one of the busiest highways in Victoria. Therefore, there are significant audio issues in this episode. Might be a next episode as well. I haven't gone through the recording yet. In any case, by the time you... Get this, I will have figured out all the audio stuff and moving to a more secure location, one that isn't constantly bombarded by surface noise, is made this hell to edit. Therefore, because one of the Animation Corner stories was completely unrecoverable, I edited in an OLDER piece of coverage about a DreamWorks lawsuit just to fill in the gaps so no one felt shortchanged about length of the episode. Does mean it's a little bit of a non sequitur, but hopefully you guys enjoy it anyway. I meant to give a heads up during the episode, but I forgot to. So... oh well. After that, I just wanted to extend my deepest condolences to all those in Manchester or affected by the events that happened in Manchester. Suffice to say that it deeply affects me as an expat from the UK, even though I feel like sometimes i will turn my back on the UK. You know, I still feel for my friends who are still living there. No one should have to go through this. So if you have been affected or your loved ones have been affected, we extend our deepest condolences. We stand in solidarity with you. All right, on with today's show. Where is the best place to shit yourself at 250 feet in a second?
1: side of my head Ah. getting real this is why i need laser eye surgery or contacts i just felt in one of those sounds more badass than the other yeah
0: like um i was actually because what uh i was looking at um uh singing lessons because that's what i'm getting I'm, i'm gonna start them next week actually uh oh nice and they're even free, so it's good, but um, and they have a really professional website of like, member logins and shit, it's pretty cool, but uh, so, I was looking at that, and then I saw this ad, and it's like, get trained and certified in lasers, and I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Get trained and certified in lasers.
1: Just, just lasers?
0: But yeah, I was I was looking at it. I was like, "Oh, training in lasers," and I was like, "God, what, what future are we li- yeah. living in where someone can just be trained in lasers?" Oh yeah. And you know, uh, they've um, you know they've had flying car pro- prototypes for mm-hmm. a while, and the guy who made the flying car, um, no one would approach him and get it like manufactured. But now they have, like, a small manufacturing plant, so now you can just buy a flying car. (laughs) Yeah,
1: but how much are they? Like, I probably can't buy a flying car.
0: Yeah, they're, like, $105,000, sure, but they're the first flying car. So, you know, um, it's it's just the price you pay to have a flying flying fucking car. Well, I wonder how much, like, how much that is compared um, to,
1: like, a small float plane or something.
0: Yeah, but it's not a flying car
1: no i know it's a flying car but like <laughs> they have I, the thing I is I you can become like a pilot like a, you like can learn a, to fly a float plane properly nobody exists who teaches you how to fly a flying car like that part has not caught up to the technology you learn you be an adventurer
0: <laughs> you know like the Wright brothers <laughs> um be the flying car guy like
1: <laughs> yeah but I, you I, didn't I invent disagree. it you're you just could, you're you just could, learning you could, it you didn't yeah. invent it
0: but, but you you're you're the first pilots you're like the first uh, filmmakers you know you you weren't the Lumiere brothers, but you are using the medium mm. and you're making it your own you know so you're you're in that way you're an explorer but like um like you you know i i i i i understand that you can certainly just buy a cheap Cessna and then take some flying lessons and you know instead of buying a Ferrari you could also buy a very sensible Toyota Prius and start shopping at Whole Foods
1: <laughs> well, the, no, one of
0: these is less exciting yeah, than yeah but with the, the, other, with the car you know? it's not so, so much
1: like it's, it's more the risk of death that I'm thinking of
0: oh everyone yeah. dies someday I would I yeah. would see what you're paying for is the most unique obituary of all time <laughs> right Death. Yeah, by until until car.
1: a lot of people start dying by flying car. Until that when that becomes normal then like, oh, you're just the first idiot to die that way, right? Yeah.
0: Like, no, but like the you be the first. Like the first guys <laughs> that do anything always have prestige like the first yeah but if i'm to, gonna be the
1: first to do something i don't want to be the first one to die in a flying car but if you right? want to be like the first person to discover i'm, like I'm not saying some really cool like uh, natural phenomenon or something i'm not but, saying aim. you know for that's it. why i'm in biology also because that's what i think is cool that's what i think is the, the, the best way to go out is like
0: i i, d- I don't disagree I don't i'm just saying don't aim for it but like if you could have an entry in, like, the world history books that makes people from the future stop and go, whoa. Like, that's that's good. You know? Well,
1: it's if you get remembered, right? Some really interesting people get forgotten by history. If you're the first
0: anything, you'll always be remembered. For better or worse. That's
1: objectively false. That's
0: not objectively false. First guy to, um, you know, uh, make a... First guy to make a life documentary, um, that was, uh, uh, Michael, Michael Bay, you know, it was a very dedicated documentarian, you know, and he's, he's now the first, he, he made his, uh, inaugural. Oh, I think you're out. I think you're. Yeah. Am I? No. Or you You were for a
1: second there. I'm just being quiet.
0: Okay. Um. But uh, w- okay, so I just want to see where this be, is going. The joke was gonna be that uh, the Transformers are real, but I guess it's kind of been killed by latency issues. Welcome to the <laughs> J Jonah Jamercast. Um, where we are doing our for- first uh, episode across the. Uh, Pacific? Pacific.
1: Atlantic is probably closer. That's Atlantic the way I flew con- here. I mean, <laughs> it's across the Pacific and then the entire continent. So I'm going to go with Atlantic on this one.
0: Okay, Atlantic, sure. If you go yeah. the other way. The I
1: mean, I guess either way. You have to cross a continent.
0: Yeah, I guess. But,
1: uh, you know, I, I chose to cross uh, Canada and hey. then the Atlantic.
0: I, I have an amazing...
1: I, when I say I chose, I mean I purchased airline tickets that did that. Because I wanted the uh, 16 hours of Travel as opposed to, I don't know, like it would have been more going the other way. I didn't really look at those because why would I do that?
0: I have an amazing idea for airplane travel. Okay, so I'll, I'll walk you through this, right? The earth spins around about 22,000 meters a second, yeah? So it's spinning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So why don't you fly up a plane into the atmosphere? <laughs> turn on the brakes and just wait for it to rotate into the country and then just land
1: you know there's a story of a DM who uh, gave the party an immovable (laughs) rod and then um, when the rogue activated it DM goes so which side of it are you standing on and it's because the rod was um, completely immovable so as soon as the rogue hits the button it goes shooting off through the air because the rod is immovable relative to the planet,
0: mm-hmm. so it just tore. And
1: then they later they um, so it didn't kill the rogue because the rogue was on the correct side. But they later used it to destroy a castle to break a siege.
0: That's pretty devious.
1: So the the moral of the story is, um if you are going to play D anD D, watch out that you are at least as smart ass as your DM.
0: There's a, a thing called in D anD D called the peasant railgun, which is. Basically, you can hire peasants for, like, a copper. So if you're, like, a high-level adventurer, like, a copper is nothing because it's a hundred to one. So if you have a platinum <laughs> piece, you can hire 10,000 peasants. Uh, for like, and then you line them up end to end, and then you have the guy at the very back pass a metal rod towards the front, and then everyone does that. And because a standard round in D&D is eight seconds, but passing an item is a free action, so it (laughs) takes, like, no time at all. So the rod gets to the front of the line instantly, (laughs) and then you just calculate the damage from there, and it's, like, some fucking ridiculous number.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but any DM with any kind of sense would not let you do that, because while it's technically... Along the rules, I think they rule that you can't string together that many free actions.
0: Well, I I would also say, yeah, I, as a DM, I would say, yeah, but free actions are, like, common sense. Like, yeah, reasonably yeah. what you can do in eight seconds, and fuck you, house yeah, rules.
1: Yeah, it's like how you can say something, but you can't give a fucking monologue.
0: And Yeah, you know? and then also, like, I would probably... Because I'm kind of a bit of a dick when I'm a DM.
1: Oh, I just bumped the table there. Yeah, don't worry about it. It's
0: cool. Um, I would probably let the rod get halfway and then just have it start disintegrating pre- peasants. Because they're <laughs> trying to catch this thing which is traveling like 7,000 miles an hour and it just starts like tearing off their limbs. And then he has to pay out like life insurance. No,
1: you see your problem... The problem is you let it go too far at that point, because they'll still find a way to work it to their advantage. So, I mean, unless you want a crazy, chaotic, like, game like that, which, and I mean, it does sound like fun, honestly. The chaotic, like, batshit crazy D&D games are the best.
0: There's a, yeah, I mean...
1: You know, you're opening that can of worms, right? Like, you better be ready to... uh,
0: Well, I'll be honest.
1: I I don't know where this metaphor goes, to be honest. If you
0: open that can of worms, you better be ready to fish.
1: (laughs) There it is. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say you better be ready to eat them. <laughs> okay,
0: sure. <laughs> yeah, go. I mean, go ahead. I mean, who wants to catch tasty, nutritious salmon? You could just fucking eat the bait like a
1: goddamn. <laughs> I mean, technically, you know, it's more efficient, right? Well, not um, not with fishing, but uh, with fish farming you know with salmon farming it would be more efficient if we just ate the fish we feed to the salmon because they're all edible we just like the taste of salmon better so we feed them to the salmon instead with an incredibly low um, efficiency rate in terms of fish in versus fish out
0: but does do the small you know neon tetras or whatever the fuck uh, let me <laughs> what I'm just guessing at the fish that get fed no i don't ca- i don't actually know or care about the small fish but what i'm saying is Does the salmon, uh, well, do do the small fish let me lie back on my sofa and lazily paw? At a salmon fillet and imagine being a huge fuck-off bear for a few brief wonderful seconds do they no
1: well yeah yeah because no, no. no yeah yeah they do because if your imagination's already imagining you as a bear like you can imagine bears eating other kinds of fish than salmon i can
0: imagine being a very disappointed bear eating these tiny ass fish and going damn i wish i had some goddamn fucking salmon man
1: yeah but well, you can also be a bear and go around and eat like grubs out of the soil right But you don't want to do that. I'm just saying. I mean, you could. Do you
0: want me to be a disappointed bear? Have you seen what angry bears do? Do you want me to be a disappointed? You said disappointed. You didn't
1: say angry. You gotta, you gotta be. Disappointment.
0: Disappointment very easily leads to anger. How many Trump voters are disappointed with Trump and are now angry as fuck? Bam. All right.
1: I don't know what your joke, your punchline was just now because you cut (laughs) out for the whole of it. Um. Okay. Lack of appropriately timed laughter. uh, Yeah, not just being an ass. Don't worry about it. Ho
0: ho ho. I can just. (laughs) Uh, uh, um, Let me just lay down a laugh track and then I can insert
1: this. (laughs) yeah. See now the problem there. The problem there is that yours is fake and mine is genuine. So you're just gonna sound like an ass if we put that in. Such
0: authentic laughter. You still there? Yeah. Yeah. No, you just cut out for most of that. So I just waited for you to come back.
1: Um, okay. Yeah.
0: Do you call my laughter fake, bro? bro <laughs> you want to down? <laughs> All right. So.
1: Yeah. I'll, don't make me come over there. Don't make me book a flight, fly for like twelve hours, and come over there.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, we've danced around it for a while, so. Before we get into any of the stories or any of the cool shit we have lined up for you today, including animation and, uh, as always, our bug hunt section with the wonderful Jess, why don't we talk about what we've been going through in the past couple weeks? So I think you should start, because I've done some very cool things, but I think you have the cooler news (laughs) by, like, a long shot.
1: Yeah, I got some pretty cool news. So I'm actually in Switzerland right now doing a work term in uh, CABI, which is the acronym, like Center for Agriculture and Biosciences International. So I'm working on uh, classical biocontrol, which is where Mm -hmm. if you have a bug that goes somewhere, you don't want it to go. Like for example, we've got a stink bug, brown marmorated stink bug that was introduced to the US, introduced to parts of Europe. It's actually been found in BC uh, very recently. It's in parts of Ontario. And it, it basically just wrecks crops. So, obviously that's a bad thing. And the idea behind classical biocontrol is to find something else that will kill it. Um, parasitoids is what we're looking at. And they're a very popular option because they tend to be very specific to the host. Because, hmm. you know, if you're going to be laying your eggs inside of another species, you got to have all these very specific ways of getting around its immune system and defenses and stuff. So... Hopefully it's very targeted and won't go after other species, but that's part of what we're doing is running tests to make sure they won't go after other species and make it worse than problem we we're trying to solve in the first place. So I'm here for four months mm. and it's really cool. It's, it's also cool because it's in like this, um, it's a city, but it's like 12,000 people. So it's pretty compact. Mm. And um, so you've got like a little bit of that smell town feel, but like all the amenities of a city. Yeah. There's apparently 24 bars around. I need to go on a scavenger hunt to find them all. Because this is Europe, after all. So There's like a bunch of other students here, European students, and they are completely shocked that we have to present two pieces of ID to buy alcohol in BC That's... and that you can't buy it in a regular grocery store. And that you're not allowed to drink in public. So uh, it's a very different drinking culture over here.
0: Well, yeah, I would say when I came to Canada, like... Well, first of all, the bars in Canada are way more anal about ID. And, like, second of all, (laughs) uh, not a lot of people seem to drink, whereas, like, everyone drank in the UK. Like, they just did not give a fuck. Yeah. Like... Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, well, the drinking age here is 16. I haven't been ID'd once because I'm obviously over 16.
0: Yeah, my, my friend snuck into a bar... Uh, when he was thirteen,
1: like they just look at us and they're like, "Yeah, you're not you're not sixteen years old. You can buy that wine." Like, yeah,
0: man, they don't years care.
1: Alcohol is a lot cheaper here too.
0: It's Switzerland, land of the knives and the home of the uh,
1: and chocolate. Th- you should see the the chocolate and the yogurt sections in the grocery store are just ridiculous.
0: Yeah, I I'd, I'd imagine so. Uh,
1: yeah, well, all the dairy really.
0: They they got good uh, white chocolate. That's my favorite.
1: I haven't tried the white chocolate yet. Okay, but now that I know it's your favorite, I'll have to go find some. But uh it's all milk chocolate because they invented it here and they're very proud of it.
0: They invented milk chocolate. But uh That's
1: Yeah, the the, the person who invented milk chocolate, it was in Switzerland. I, uh,
0: you know, it's 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 so, like bread, you know. You can't really comprehend over like a time when that wasn't a thing.
1: Oh, the bread's good here too.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um
1: yeah. Oh, and all the grocery stores and restaurants have horse meat.
0: Yeah. So you know, it's this is the opposite of what happened in the UK. You know, so, it's like get get that. Uh, like in the UK, there's this huge scare of like horse meat in uh, food, mm-hmm. um, and people were pointing out it's like there's actually no like you're not gonna die if you eat horse meat. You're just gonna be like, oh, that wasn't chicken. Like you, it's fine. um
1: yeah, well, I bought some. I'm going to cook it and let you know how it tastes. Uh, I've tried horse meat. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. I know, like, a lot of people are like, ew, it's weird. Like, people need to, yeah. Just, yeah. people just need <laughs> to calm down. No,
0: I, I've, I've tried, um, so the weird foods, uh, I guess, I've tried horse meat, I've tried squirrel, uh, hmm. rabbit, raccoon, um, and I was gonna say deer, but it's honestly, it's only weird in the UK where there's not a lot of deer, but it's, like, mm. normal in, like, Midwest and stuff, where you just go fucking shoot them, and you know, whatever. And I think it's, I think yeah. semi-normal here. Like,
1: if- I've had it. It's good.
0: Yeah. You yeah. Know, so, oh, and I guess I don't have to ask how that vegetarian thing is going. That's just been completely well, abandoned. I,
1: that's, I abandoned it because I was coming to Europe. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to come here and not, not eat the food. Like, <laughs> what? No. When am I ever going to be back? Yeah, I don't know. I, uh,
0: I, I, uh, I, ca- I can't argue with that. I, I would want to experience everything as well.
1: Yeah. Plus, like, the thing is, I stopped eating meat. I never stopped liking it. So I think I was looking for any excuse to eat it again.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, it's just like my yeah, guilt was fighting funny. with my, um, my desire, and the desire won.
0: I uh I have to say that does sound like it just sounds like something like an evil villain would like say like, <laughs> I stopped him where I didn't say. I. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, this is yeah, the summer where fine. you witness my yeah, transformation it's, it's into, just, into it a, just a super sounds villain.
0: Really funny, to me. Yeah.
1: yeah, just like unleashing my um you know, my wasp minions upon the world. You know, I'm genetically modifying them to target humans. Yeah, I was
0: going to say, what is the over-under on the odds for some kind of parasitoid spread to unleash a scourge of zombie stink bugs on the northwestern seaboard and completely and utterly decimate humanity by turning them into shambling monstrosities, a shell of their former self-devoid of all thought feeling and emotion and only driven by the rivenous hunger and the need to propagate their mal parasitoid hosts. Like, what's the over-under on that? Like,
1: All right, well, I'm going to give you the scientific answer on that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The scientific answer on that would be there's two reasons. Uh, the first being that the stink bugs are 100% harmless to humans unless they destroy your crops and indirectly destroy your life, in your livelihood, but they're already doing that. So the wasps can't really make that worse. Um, the second being that they don't attack the adults. They just attack the eggs. So they're not killing adult stink bugs. They're just preventing them from being born.
0: Yeah, well, what if the stink bugs get their Martin Luther King and they start this huge march and it becomes this huge thing? And then, you know, this starts gaining momentum. And then we can't actually kill the stink bugs because... Um, Tumblr gets behind it, and then it becomes like a big old crime to kill stink bugs. What about that?
1: Any stink bugs yeah. are like, because these are the these are the uh, like the invasive stink bugs, right? They're like they're like competing with the the native stink bugs.
0: All stink bugs are equal. Okay. Hashtag stink bugs matter. All right.
1: Yeah, yeah, but I feel I no, but I also feel like um Tumblr would be against stink bug colonialism.
0: Um, well, you see, uh, the issue is, if you go back far enough, you actually see that everyone um, in popular media, media was a stink bug, but they've all been erased from culture. So, you know, uh, actually it's not colonialism, it's repatriation. So, check your check your fucking privilege, please.
1: Well, here's a fun fact for you. Is a uh, stink bug's Stink bugs actually buzz when they fly around. It's not something I associated with stink bugs before, but when you're chasing the little guys all around the room because they escape from their cages, uh, they do buzz.
0: Stink buzz, more like. Huh,
1: got it. I wrangled a lot of stink bugs in one day. Um, you don't really notice the smell. I was told we did smell like stink bugs, but the fact that I couldn't notice it kind of worries me.
0: Yeah, you might be like stink bug um
1: yeah. like nose blind i might be immune you know i might be like uh, immune to their stink you know I'm like the, the ultimate stink bug warrior destined to defeat them we
0: need her red. but i think on. it really she's immune <laughs> <laughs> well
1: where it really comes out is when you squish them and uh you know if i do that that's not really a good <laughs> oh, thing because we're trying to raise more of them so if i'm going around killing them that's just really not appropriate
0: it really isn't to be honest I just can't believe it I'm shocked to be honest that you'd even think no
1: I haven't I haven't killed any that's what I'm saying
0: (laughs) alright um but we're we're not even on bug hunt yet so let's uh save some bugs for that
1: oh yeah that's not even the bug I was gonna talk about today
0: um so I just want to give a quick update on me myself me I me like it (laughs) um so uh to be honest um I've I've been being like, send sent a lot of messages by Toronto Film School. And I'm very, very heavily considering just checking out to Toronto Film School because now that I'm done with my freaking academic work. I got a ton of time to actually work on like projects I like, and like even in this nice. one week, I've made like huge strides in like my script writing and my podcasting and my. A vocal projection, so it's like, oh, shit, uh, I should have been doing this all year. And academic work uh, for English really gets in the way of that. So, mm-hmm. basically, I've decided that, like, probably gonna do a co-op, but, um, like, I'm probably gonna do at least one more co-op to get more money. Money's always good. And also, experience is good. But, like, I'm looking at maybe one more academic semester. And if I can't finish the degree outright by then, I'm probably just going to ditch it and just go to Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Well, because
1: it's like, because film school was what you actually wanted to do, right? Yeah.
0: Well, here's the thing. I didn't think I had the correct courses for it. Like, I had the grades, certainly, but I didn't think I had the correct courses. But they're like, oh, no, just, Mm. just go for it, dude. And I was like, oh, all right. Sure, let's do it. Um, uh, <laughs>
1: with an invitation like that. Just, you just
0: know. fucking do it, man. All right, fine.
1: Jeez. <laughs> That's what the letter said that they sent you. Just fucking do it, man. Like all in caps with like eight exclamation points.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh my god, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah, so.
1: And then you, you flip it over and it's just um Shia LaBeouf. Like, yeah. Uh, just do, just do it. it. Do it.
0: Don't let your dreams be dreams. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <coughs> <clears throat> oh God, you made me cough my lungs out. <laughs> um, but I do try. I try. Yeah, and you succeed. You know, that's, we got to keep that's it interesting what makes here. You a go getter. <laughs> Adore. Yeah,
1: yeah. Is I can, try. I can injure people's bodies. At long range, just with my, the right combination of words. That's why See, we mentioned enzymes. I'm a supervillain? Yeah, well, you mentioned I'm a supervillain. Like, that's one of my powers. <laughs> I don't want to publicize the other ones too well. Like, I got to have some trick up my sleeve.
0: Well, actually, um, I've been noticing that a lot of politicians who've been voting against parasitoid insect control have been having bladder problems lately. Do you have anything <laughs> to do with that?
1: Uh, no comment.
0: No comment, hmm? Mmm, I got you. I know it's, <laughs> I know your dastardly plans. I will overthrow you. Damn it! When i when I have time. You should
1: cut this. I, I, I don't want time. them. I don't want them to hear. I don't want them to have advance warning. <laughs> uh,
0: just we, we need to we need to cut this interview short. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so we've been dastardly yeah. for long enough. Let's say we jump into the animation corner.
1: Yeah, let's do it.
0: All right, so we'll see you in a few. All right, so, uh, let's get into some animation corner. So, I have, um, a couple of stories here, uh, And I want to kind of speed through them because I don't want to take up the whole thing. Uh, But uh, let's get the first one out of the way. Because I think it's very pertinent given what's going to be in the episode that's releasing today. The day Mm. that we're recording this, which is the 7th of May. But we actually recorded in April Fool's because we had a really big turnaround. (laughs) But uh, so (laughs) do you remember that fellow who sent off all oh, those utopia lawsuits and stuff
1: oh I remember that guy how could I forget him that that
0: dooter that that do Maluder. Um <laughs> so um,
1: that individual
0: in cartoon brew uh, I found this uh, story is written by uh, Amita midi uh, you might have heard about this but a fellow by the name of Jamie Okay, so this is from Cartoon Brew. Uh, A fella by the name of Jamie Gordon, okay, was suing DreamWorks claiming that they stole Kung Fu Panda from him and he wanted $12 million for theft of his idea. But they found out that he was complete full of bullshit. So now... Um, He has to pay for uh, their legal costs, $3 million, and he has been sentenced to wire fraud and perjury, uh, which will net him two years in prison. Among other things, not only did he frivolously claim that DreamWorks stole his idea but didn't provide any substantial proof... Um, but then also actually created artwork to make it appear as if he had drawn for Kung Fu Panda after he saw the trailer for Kung Fu Panda back in 2008. And they found that actually the artwork that he was originally claiming was from all the way back in 1992. And that was his argument that um, the people had seen it long ago and had basically done it then uh, was actually traced out of a Lion King coloring book. So, oh my god! He didn- <laughs> he
1: so he actually friends. plagiarized another movie to argue that they were plagiarizing him. Yes.
0: <laughs> oh my! It's um. Oh. And while he was being sentenced, not only did he continue to proclaim his innocence. But he did so, quote, while telling the courts that he not only created the story for Kung Fu Panda, but also the Lion King and Pixar's A Bug Life.
1: Well, I mean, Bug's Life was just, uh, it was based on the Seven Samurai, or Magnificent Seven, like, which was itself based off of the Seven Samurai. So, how would that even work?
0: Yes. So, um... I I honestly, and to be honest, the only reason he got off for two years, because rare fraud and perjury are actually pretty heavy, the only mm-hmm. reason he got off for two years is because they thought he might have some undiagnosed mental health disorders. So they gave wow. him a little bit of compassion there, but I think it really puts into sharp relief, especially when we were give, we were going through that script and we just saw all these fucking holes, all this very <laughs> obvious, just like, where he must have got this artwork from like some fucking like back of a like truck that's like- Cereal box? The, yeah, back of a cereal box or something, you know? Yeah. Um, Not
1: as well designed actually as cartoon mascots are- yeah well, too generic i think to make it in the cereal world like they're not for um not for the name brands they're for the off brands you know like Odeos.
0: yeah you need to uh i think in the cereal world they're very cutthroat
1: or like um sugar coating flakes you know yeah, yeah. not not the good cereals like, a,
0: like the bad cereals like the ones that they're just like oh toasted fried raisin bran flakes <laughs> <laughs> yeah (laughs)
1: um
0: yeah but like uh you so i'm i'm not saying that goldman is about to get fucking roasted and then sentenced to fraud and perjury i'm just implying that you know we've seen this happen with this guy and the zootopia lawsuit has a ton of like similarities so i would not be surprised if that was the outcome to that particular issue Hmm. um yeah, that's all I'm going to say. Um, I, I feel like just, you want
1: to say more, but you're holding back for time purposes.
0: I, uh, I'm i holding back a bit for time, but also because I, I don't want to get sued for, like, slander or something. But I'm oh, just I saying... Uh, <laughs> Disney... You're not Disney. saying he
1: deserves it. You're just saying that we have seen from past events that it's one possible outcome to how these things can go.
0: Well, I'm... I'm just mentioning that there's a saying, you know, don't poke the bear, especially if compared to the bear, like, if the bear has fucking rocket launchers and machine guns and laser eyes, and you can barely bench press 20 pounds, you know, don't poke the fucking bear. And if you do poke the bear, don't get surprised if he fucking tears you limb from limb and fucking shits you out two days later outside a creek. You know, just don't be surprised because Disney are a big ass fucking bear to poke. That's all I'm saying, <laughs> you know, so whatever, whatever, man. Not yeah. bad. Um, okay. On that Disney note, though, our second piece of animation news, um... There was a new trailer for Cars 3.
1: Oh, the one where everything yeah. changes. I haven't seen the trailer yet cuz uh, surprise surprise, I'm not that interested in the Cars franchise.
0: Um so I'm I'm like I have like bio fascination with like uh, Cars in that I like the vocal performance of like Owen Wilson and no one else so if there was wait wait
1: wait wait, I think I missed a piece of that cut out for a second
0: yeah I I like the vocal performance of Owen Wilson and like no one else so if I could have a version of cars which is just Owen Wilson talking to slightly pitched up and pitched down other Owen Wilsons, I would be much happier.
1: (laughs) We're also a little bit cursed because the audio keeps cutting out and then coming back right when you say Owen Wilson. So I think Owen Wilson has put a hex on our uh, connection here.
0: Owen Wilson. (laughs) Hi, buddy. It's me, Owen Wilson.
1: He's secretly a witch. Don't anger him. (laughs) I'll pull a curse on you, dude. That's what I do.
0: Um, But uh... (laughs) So, um, I was watching the trailer, um, and I think it's kind of prescient for, like, where Disney are right now and where the Cars franchise is, because it's all about, um, Lightning, uh, becoming a corporate shill. Oh, Right? So, he's, he's become a complete fucking sellout, but his... Uh, brand um, is like only based on like his legend. So, like, now there are all these like millennial cars that like way faster because they're just built faster. Mm-hmm. So, his whole like endorsement like deal, like sponsorship stuff depends on him not racing again. So, he's so only him coming to it's just the nostalgia,
1: go. right?
0: Yeah. yeah. So, his. Like, the whole thing in the movie seems to be him uh, deciding... It's basically like Rocky Balboa, Mm. you know? It's like he's deciding to have one last shot, even though he's immensely outclassed by um, other, like, cars that are younger than him and literally, like, mechanically better than him. Mm -hmm. So, uh, that's interesting to me. But, um... Uh, yeah, so I'm interested to see what, first of all, what a fucking millennial car looks like. Um, (laughs) so that, 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 that in itself, if you said, oh, that's millennial cars, like, I'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) So, um, I, I want to see it just for that, but, um, I think...
1: Well, they already found a way to, like, gender the cars, so I'm sure they can put ages on them, too.
0: Yeah, I think, I think for better or worse it's going to be the last cars very obviously
1: well you know? see i mean that's what we thought with toy story right
0: toy story but then they were
1: like pitching I mean, a fourth one
0: yeah but um I, I i i i get it but like also like oh my god sorry
1: i'm just saying i don't trust disney to stop Putting out a franchise that the franchise can keep bringing in money. I
0: mean, because to be honest, I think Cars 3 is going to end with Lightning McQueen either losing just about, but winning the moral victory and retiring, or winning, but being like so damaged he can't possibly race again, but then being okay with it because he gave it his best shot like that is that is how sure. i feel it's gonna go but like either way it feels like the last one like very clearly the last one so that's my hope <laughs> um I, I don't think uh, I'm, I'm not sure how to feel about the idea that this might be the best one and is also like the last one, <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm, I'm not saying I'm glad it's gone, but uh,
1: <laughs> well, it's, it's allowed. Like they can make a sequel that's better than the originals. You can do that.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, Owen Wilson is probably, you know, okay. Like he's probably not too cut up. I don't think he even listens to this podcast. Controversial opinion.
1: I mean, I'd like if it was a great movie. I never, like, I didn't think Cars was bad or anything, but it's, it never really, like, caught my interest. It was just sort of like, oh, yeah, that movie's there. It is
0: there. Eh. Um,
1: but I could go watch WALL-E again. Yeah,
0: it certainly is there. It certainly is a thing. Um, yeah. But,
1: uh, it's never going to be my first choice, you know, of movies to watch. But it's also, like, there's, there's nothing really wrong with it. It's just, it's not in my top, uh, top tier of Pixar films.
0: Yeah, I don't think it's in anyone's top tier. Um
1: except for the little kids who were obsessed with like the cars.
0: That's toy merchandise stuff. That's separate from the Well it is.
1: No, I know. I feel
0: like, like merchandise is separate. Someone likes from it. Like right? actually liking the movie.
1: Like, I, I mean, you didn't have impeccable taste as a little kid either, right? It's not just me. No, no, I mean, no. We all liked good movies and crap movies as no, kids.
0: No, I mean, like...
1: I'm not saying Cars was a crap movie, I mean, like,
0: as a kid... There's movies I
1: liked as a kid I'd be embarrassed to talk about now.
0: No, I'm saying so. that, like, as a kid, I loved Power Rangers for the toys, and I thought the series was hot trash... <laughs> and it's it's not because I have great taste in movies, because I religiously watched Space Jam and <laughs> The Mummy Returns and, like, fucking amazed by them. And I yeah. love them. Yeah. So it has nothing to do with taste. I think, like, kids will like things because they have certain toys. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think a lot of kids care about Skylanders, but they care that when they go to the supermarket, they get a cool, shiny new toy. You know? Yeah,
1: well, I always could tell the Bionicles... <laughs> did you see the Bionicles franchise? That was yes. the worst. Even as a kid, I was like, this is stupid, but the toys are actually really well designed. It's the mask of the Munja Gunja. Who oh, has yeah. no. overcome the Kondabunga
0: <laughs> in 10 years before the Mata Nui can claim the second oh, yeah. Abunraga.
1: Oh, no. I never thought it was anything better than trash. But uh, I will say one of my pet peeves as a kid was That's the fact that they about. decided that it made sense. It made sense to have, like, five that were boys and one that was a girl. And I was like, why, though?
0: Power Rangers. Well,
1: How does that set of proportions work? Yeah, well, I never was into Power Rangers, though, but I, oh, okay. I I only followed Bionicles a little bit in the sense that I was aware of it, because um, my brother had a subscription to Lego mm-hmm. Magazine, so they'd send us the Bionicles comics every oh, actually, month, pa- and I was kind of like, you know when you pick up a book because you have like nothing else to do, and you're like, that's sitting on the table, that'll kill 10 minutes. So I kind of read a bunch of the Bionicles comics, and every time I read them, I was like, well, that was terrible, and then I would read it again next yeah. month. I mean... It's like the Pokemon novels, like, those weren't very well written, but I read a
0: bunch of them. <laughs> I read all of the Pokemon novels, actually. Uh, even mm. the movie ones.
1: I didn't search them out, but there was, like, a stack of them that we borrowed from my cousin, and I just, uh, I don't know if we ever gave them back, but he's, like, several years older than me, so he had already well outgrown them. I had already outgrown them, but I was reading them anyway, because I read, went through a lot of books as a kid. You know so what even not gone
0: through books as a kid? This final news segment? Oh, bang. Dude, that's a diamond. That's a diamond. It's such a good transition. Um, it's almost like I've realized we're pressed for time and we need to get through this super quick. <laughs> um, but, um, okay, so... Or
1: we're fine. Or unless you're pressed at your end. Um,
0: okay, so... speed through it. Um, so uh, this final uh, piece of animation news, which I wanted to comment on, um, how familiar are you with Sausage Party?
1: I know of it, but I haven't seen it. Like I know the
0: premise so
1: for sure,
0: yeah, uh sausage Party got into a lot of shit because it came out that the animators were basically paid fucking nothing, hmm. like they um basically kind of browbeat a ton of like just graduated, don't know about- they don't know enough about the business side of it to know better. But basically entrapped all these animators and got them to do a ton of unpaid overtime. And that's why Sausage Party looks good, because they basically squeezed these people for talent, and just made sure every single corner they did not pay them what they were meant to get. Um and then uh, had them sign very, you know, shady contracts that prevented them from arguing any of it. Um, So that was shitty for artists, uh, especially animators and stuff like that. However, uh, there's a recent settlement which might affect stuff like this, might even retroactively affect uh, Sausage Party, because DreamWorks has actually come to a settlement for a class action lawsuit uh, against them for wage theft from animation visual affection plays. So between this is also from Cartoon Brew, by the way, Brian Gabriel. So between 2004, 2010, basically they were uh, just powering all these uh, animators out of their wages. Uh, and giving them substantially lower wage uh, in order to basically get the most bang for their buck. Especially because they were going toe-to-toe with Disney, and they were kind of losing. Like, a lot of Hmm. their franchises were starting to go downhill, and they no longer had the killer app, so to speak. So, they were cutting corners by just not paying their animators and visual effects artists. Which, if you have a cg animation they are some of the most arguably the most important part of that you know you should pay them fucking what they're worth you know so
1: yeah pay your employees that's like why is this news that like you're supposed to do that to these people Yeah, like pay the people who are doing the work to make your movie the success that it is what and like this is uh, that's how it works Can't just skip that part. Honestly,
0: if you're doing animation, like, I'm not being, like, an evil CEO here, but, like, if you're making an animation, then surely you don't gut the wages of the animators, right? You don't gut the thing that's going to be right in front of people. Like, wouldn't you just, like, gut, like, a janitor or something? Like, I, I, I don't understand it. It's like... If you are shooting a film, right, and then you deliberately underpay the main actor, don't be surprised if he turns mm. in like a shitty performance, right? Yes, yeah, it's, it's just don't fuck with your main talent because.
1: Well, they're doing it because they've they've people like they've been doing it for years, like in live action films with the CG. They have the same problem; like they don't pay them enough.
0: Hmm. Like um. Uh. So. Basically. Like Life
1: of Pi, like the company that the special effects company that did that went bankrupt. Um, like before, before the Oscars, they did get hired they, straight um,
0: after, though, for um, fucking, what was it? I have to look it up, but they.
1: Yeah, but like the fact that they were in that boat when the film is getting like all these awards well, and yeah, stuff, and then the actual, f- you know, the animators who made it happen, you know, weren't really seeing the rewards from it.
0: Yeah, I think that happens with a lot of loss leading projects. Like, um, uh, LA Noir had, like, new technologies developed for, like, facial capture, and the animators were doing a lot of landmark work for capturing performances in CG. And that basically destroyed them. Um, but, uh, basically, um, I, I, I agree. And the, It's it's very risky nowadays, especially when we're putting a lot of uh, focus on spectacle, like big spectacle, big special effects, big movies, big names, so on and so forth, and we're less receptive to, you know, the good animation but was done on a low budget, like they do happen but they're very few and far between, even now when the distribution platforms and the uh, advertising platforms have been more leveled, um, especially with the rise of the internet, where, you know, you can just put a thing on YouTube and it can get, like, 70 million hits in, like, a day. Like, that's... it's way easier to advertise to people. But we've somehow become more risk-averse, even though you know, we have more ways to put stuff out there. But let, let me just get through the end of the uh, article and then we'll move on. So in the named uh which is Rob Nish Jr., Georgia Kano, and David Wentworth, they're gonna... They, they, they were like the main driving forces, but the money is going to be otherwise equally divided between all the animators that were um, not paid what they were due but the knock on effect is going to be it will now set a precedent for others to, for, for, for this to happen. So it's going to be very interesting to see whether or not this results in like a knock on effect uh, yeah. going down the line uh, of other companies being forced to pay what they do, because now there's a precedent for recognizing the work of animators, the work of uh, visual effects artists, and so on and so forth. So, it should be interesting, uh, especially given, like, um, the the, tra- uh, the sausage party dude, because the producer fucking bragged, like, literally bragged, um, uh, and called the animators that he suckered in, he called them idiots. So... Wow, uh, it would be interesting to see if he gets his uh, comeuppance.
1: Yeah, we can um, only hope.
0: Yeah. So, all right. So we're gonna move on, and we're gonna read some fanfiction. Uh, oh yeah. I believe a yeah. French. Say it. So, um. That's
1: what they say. Well, it's it's pronounced a little bit different in the in the Swiss French. You know, it's like fanfiction.
0: Fanfiction. Um. It's it's declined from the uh, the German word for um, uh, dill pickle. It's it's a strange language, German, actually. Um, But anyway, so uh, we'll see you in just a second. Uh, Welcome back to Fan Fiction Corner. Uh, So, um, we are going to uh, talk about a very uh, terrifying, terrifying, terrifying tale, I think. Um, It's just really scary. Uh, It's honestly, uh, when I came across this, I actually had to change my... Uh, My adult diapers. Just reading.
1: Yeah, if you guys uh, are like easily easily disturbed, you should just uh, skip ahead to uh, the next section because you might have nightmares, and we don't uh, want to be liable for the car accidents that might happen if you're driving while you're overtired because you couldn't get any sleep. Uh, We don't want to be liable for that, so you should not listen to this if you think that's going to happen.
0: If you think you might disturbed. Um you might want to check if you've become indestructible determination that is unequivocal on the other side of terror to behold. My devastation will be unavoidable. Every broken enemy will know. <laughs> Sorry, um that's 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 <laughs> that's a metal joke. That's uh no. <laughs> indestructible master
1: of war!
0: But um, <clears throat> okay, so
1: <laughs> I have no idea what you just said cuz it cut out for all of that.
0: Yeah, don't worry about it. It wasn't very funny. So <laughs> um why don't we go ahead and start? Um Jess, pick a number between 1 and 7. Six. 7. Damn it. Fuck. Okay. So <laughs> do you want to go first or second?
1: I will go first. Okay. Jump boldly into this, yeah.
0: So first of all, what is this called then if you're going to do the first paragraph?
1: Oh yeah, this so it's called Goodbye Spongebob. Alright, I know you're not going to believe this, I used to be a skeptic too, but everything you know about reality is a lie, and you can't know the truth, okay? So one time, while I was living in some place, some creepy shit happened. I saw something scary in my mirror. I turned around and it said the time was 13666. Oh, God. Then I saw a little girl smiling at me, but she was like a creepy little girl. So whatever. Then a skeleton popped out and disemboweled her. So I was like, okay, I'm done with this. So I walked outside and I found a time traveler who told me he killed Archduke Franz Ferdinand and Abraham Lincoln. Which is weird, because why would he do that? So I just walked along, thinking that everything was fine now, when the sky turned red for some reason.
0: Then I found a yard sale that was selling games I found a Pokemon one that was just a blank cartridge with Pokemon written on it with marker. I said I'll take it in the art style. I was like, dude, that game is haunted. I was like, bitch, I don't care. Then I punched him in the gun and left $5 for $3 tip. Of course, when I got home, I started playing the game. The intro was Hitler giving a speech and was a goose stepping through concentration camp. And it was all hyper-realistic, weird. I thought I heard the town theme playing on it, it sloop and I thought, fuck, but then it was okay.
1: Because I found a secret that wasn't supposed to be in the game and I felt proud. I then remembered that before I left, the yard sale guy told me that the kid who owned this game put satanic powers in it and committed suicide. But then I realized that I didn't give a shit and kept on playing. Then the Harrowbean came on my screen for some reason and said my name even though I didn't tell the game my real name. Creepy, huh? So I kept on playing as normal. I was trying to live childhood nostalgia when some unknown flashed on the screen. And when I translated it, it said, look behind you. So I did. And that creepy girl was there again, not disemboweled for some reason. I patted her on the head, then went back to the game. I decided to take a break, but I couldn't turn the game off. What the fuck? When I found someone PM'd me this thing that I could hack the game with.
0: So I did it without questioning anything, I didn't even know what they would do, then the characters started telling me to turn back, turn off the game, and not to go into Lavender Town, but I said FUCK THAT SHIT! And went there anyway, I walked up to some kid and talked to him, he said Ben drowned, I have no idea what the fuck that means, whatever, so I left Lavender Town because the music made me want to commit SUICIDE! Someone saw me, then I froze, he walked up to me and said he wanted to fight, but we didn't fight, these weird mutated creatures did, mine one and sunk into the ground, and I stole his money, and then Roblox, and then the game deleted itself, I couldn't get it back, now that it was over, I decided to watch TV, but before that, I went back to the computer a friend of mine who was an intern at Nickelodeon had sent me a weird file. It's called super-suicide-spongebob-mouse.avi using my elite skills and faggot I got the file on my TV and watched it. It was the last episode of SpongeBob SquarePants and it was called Goodbye, insert my name SquarePants. Uh, What the fuck? So then there was all this violence and blood and shit, including the Soviet Gulag. And then the creepy girl committed suicide. And I found out that a lot of children committed suicide when they watched it. And then the skeleton pop town and killed me the end p.s you're next <laughs> so um wow that was all in all caps every last word of this is in all caps yes it was <laughs> so uh, um if anything we should have gone louder <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah i showed too much restraint on that one I should have gone all out
0: uh so, I mean, are you scared? I mean, cuz honestly, I'm terrified. <laughs> um I feel like that creepy little girl was going to chew his soul. I mean, we've talked about chewy souls before, but I feel like she was in the mood to start chewing some souls, you know? Um but like on a scale of, you know, um not chewy at all and So chewy, it's like peanut butter wrapped inside toffee, wrapped inside rubber, wrapped inside, um...
1: An overcooked steak.
0: Yeah, wrapped inside a Wookiee. Um... (laughs) How would, you, how would you rate this? How, how chewy is this?
1: I think this is really only like a two level of chewy. So it's just, you know, it's
0: got a slight bite.
1: It's just sort of rambly, right? Like the, I feel like the, the level of scariness uh, would be a lot higher if he actually described what happened in the scary SpongeBob episode, you know, but I feel like he's hiding something from us. So that decreases our chewiness level, for sure.
0: Well, maybe it's because he's dead.
1: Also, the mouse is never mentioned. It's super suicide to Sponge Mouse. I think... But there's, there's no mouse in the show. So I feel ripped off. I feel like if we'd gotten the description of, like, Mickey Mouse coming in, like, cutting SpongeBob's face off, I, I think it would be scarier.
0: So I think, yeah, that goes from the concept that nothing is scarier
1: or at very least like implying something specific like if you don't specifically describe every detail of the monster but you give us enough of a hint that we can create something interesting in our minds but just saying that there's violence and blood and shit like that's not i mean they got a soviet gulag and then a creepy little girl dying committing suicide but that's not it's not very much
0: yeah i think all horror stories can be improved with like very clear descriptions of what is happening. I think that's what all horror stories need. So I think, yes, I, I I do agree. and
1: Well, I mean, it might have been blood and shit together. You know, in which case, you know you've got a gastrointestinal problem. You know, you should probably go see your family doctor. Maybe go to the ER, you know, if it's... If, yeah, you should probably go get that checked out, though.
0: I didn't see the shit. I saw the blood. I didn't see the shit, so... I mean, maybe you are paying more attention than I did, but uh...
1: unless you're lactose intolerant, in which case you know you're screwed there.
0: Blood and shit. Yeah, if if you blood and shit, please go to the doctor. They have a cream for that. So <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. What What I, I want to do is, so I'm going to read one, just on my lonesome. And then, in the...
1: <laughs> A little less confusing than uh, jumping back and forth?
0: After your bug hunt segment, we'll do another alternate one, and then you'll have uh, one to do on your lonesome, because I think uh, if we have, like, single vocal performances, I think it might be Good. For our listeners, let's listen, listen to both of our dulcet tones. I don't actually know what the word dulcet means, but I think it means like um
1: dulcet, yeah. Is it like like soft and soothing uh, or something?
0: Maybe. <laughs> uh, I
1: I always picture dulcet as being like also kind of smooth.
0: I think so. In which case, you're probably a bit more dulcet than I am. Um, but um, so I want you to choose uh which one you want to do for your segment and then i'll take the other one now for my segment okay so um what would you rather have bears or bread
1: oh bears absolutely
0: so you want bears okay then i will take bread so i am here to tell you a story today it's called a single slice of white bread Hello, my name is Timothy, and I'm gonna tell you about Slenderman is really real. I saw him, and he's real. It was a dark night, and I was in my bed listening to Skrillex, and I saw Slenderman in the closet, and I opened the door. He said, I'm here to kill you, then I screamed, then I ran out of my house, and I keep running until I got to my friend Jeremy's house, and when he went to his room and listened to Skrillex, so there was Slenderman could not get me, and Jeremy, I let you know what happens tomorrow, bye the next day he saw i was and the Underman again he let me told you if you tell everyone about me i'm going to kill your poo and we'll kill you and everyone too, maru in their sleep and then i flipped him off i went to jeremy's house and told him about Slenderman, and he said "Slenderman, it's not real you're a king liar and that i screamed fuck you jeremy and i went back home crying i went to my room to listen to skrillex and dubstep. his cool and if you don't like it you're a dumbass the bread B- i went to jeremy's house the next day to apologize to him and i knocked on his c door and i said jeremy please open up i'm sorry for saying fuck you and then i got angry and he wouldn't open so i tried to open the door it wouldn't open slam myself in the door and it break down and i found jeremy on the floor but he was dead da 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 all that was left was a slice of bread to go on a peanut butter sandwich. Jeremy said it was his favorite food, but now he's dead because a Slender Man killed him with the bread. He can't eat bread. <laughs> Rip piece, Jeremy. Uh, here's a picture of the bread. It's real. <laughs> so, what do you think?
1: Uh It's... I'm going to start by saying because of our bad connection, I only heard about half of it.
0: I think you only need to hear half I
1: mean, I think (laughs) I could fill in the rest, yes. It was getting pretty dramatic towards the end there.
0: (laughs) It's just a pretty simple story.
1: Well, it was certainly a story.
0: I think... Have you ever played Borderlands?
1: Yeah. Yeah, a bit.
0: Because in Borderlands 2, they put forth the theory that only bad people listen to dubstep. So do you think the main character's a bad person because he listens to Skrillex?
1: Mm... No, I don't think so, because you could also just be a misguided person.
0: I don't know. (laughs) I think there's times where misguided might as well be evil, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. But is this one of those times? That's what we have to resolve.
0: I think it is, because uh, he he told his friend Jeremy, who didn't even want to fucking know about Slenderman, about Slenderman, and then Jeremy died. So, you know, it's like Jeremy's just sitting there. All he's doing, I guess, is just sitting in his fucking house, listening to dubstep, having a quiet little day. And then all of a sudden, your friend comes over rambles some shit at you and then gets you killed by an eldritch abomination. I mean, that's pretty <laughs> shitty, dude. Yeah, it's,
1: it's... Jeremy's having... A... Yeah,
0: I, I want to see Jeremy's perspective. He did not handle it
1: well, you know. Our, our hero didn't really handle it well at all. Not a good
0: reaction. Yeah, I mean, he's having a really bad day. Like, his friend's crazy, then leaves, and then this no. long guy. Yeah, yeah. He's just, it's not a very good reaction at all, I don't think. Uh, so, I mean, I would say, so from rye, so rye wheat bread, to a 12-grain, multi-seed, whole wheat, fruit-infused... Vitamin infused Wonder Bread Fusion out of 10. Artisanal Organic out of 10. How would you rate that?
1: I want to point out that for me, the rye is the good one, and that abomination you described is the bad one. Fight me. <laughs> no, rye bread is delicious.
0: Um, uh, uh, well, I just enjoy eating foods that don't require me to drink three and a half <laughs> liters of water to stay hydrated. <laughs> Boom! I like bread that tastes
1: like bread, not some kind of weird squishy, like, cakey abomination. Okay, so I'm ranking this a squishy supermarket whole wheat bread out of ten. That's it's yeah, it's all right. It's fine. Uh, You can do a lot better, but it's also like perfectly edible, and it will do the job.
0: So and like honestly, I have to say to our listeners, by the way, if you eat rye bread. Alright, if you eat rye bread right now, real talk, fuck you.
1: Wow, Stop hey, excuse me. I have German fuck rye you. bread in the kitchen right now, okay? Don't don't make it's me German. come there and start. Don't
0: <laughs> you gotta fly sixteen hours?
1: I will fucking do it. Okay, don't piss me off. <laughs> I'll come back to Victoria, light your house on fire and fly back here without breaking a sweat, okay? <laughs>
0: <laughs> all of the fans who eat rye bread alright fuck, <laughs> fuck you fuck you fuck you fuck. <laughs> you.
1: Justin's just I having a sleep. bad day because all of his bread in the house went stale and he couldn't have like a proper piece of toast this morning so he's grumpy about it and he's taking it out on you so you keep eating your delicious the only flavorful bread, bread left was say, rye he's just jealous that you have actual taste in the house
0: I don't actually eat bread. Does that sound weird? I don't eat bread. I don't do it.
1: I mean, you don't have to eat bread, like, but then you don't—you're not qualified to judge us for eating rye bread if you don't even eat bread. So it I'm pretty qualified. much invalidates like your whole, uh, your whole little rant there.
0: I am qualified as hell to critique, you know. A chef can serve you shit on a plate, and just because you're not a restaurant critic doesn't mean you can't turn around and go, I'm not going to eat that, dude. That that shit. You've served me shit. I'm not paying for it. Good you day, can, sir. No, you can do that, but you you're, you're too biased. You get nothing. It's all there, black and white, clear as crystal.
1: No, you you're, lose. Too, you're too biased. You're too biased, though.
0: Good day, sir. All right, so... We should really get into your next segment, so let's transition our listeners and give them a little bit of the old bug hunt. All right, bugs. All
1: right. Bugs.
0: Bugs, yeah. Bugs, creepy crawly things. All right. Creepy, crawly just gonna things. jump into so it right now, right now. Yeah. Yeah let's, yeah, let's do it. Let's all right. fire off. All right. I'm ready to go.
1: Well today, army, sister. Yeah, well, today on Bug Hunt, I'm talking about uh, actually bugs. Technically, if you ask an entomologist, the only insects that are true bugs are from the order Hemiptera. Or if you ask an entomologist mm-hmm. who learned earlier on, that's actually Homoptera and Heteroptera. But uh, when I learned it, we don't call them that anymore. Because uh, all, all, all Hemiptera are equal. Um, I don't even know where I'm going with that. <laughs>
0: We're all we're all
1: one big happy family now, but actually not a family. It's an.
0: Oh, gotta cut that. Joke.
1: Anyway, um, <laughs> so we're talking about one that's a uh, is a big interest to humans. Uh, you've heard of um cautional dye, the red dye. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. You just cut off when you start the name. What's the name?
1: Uh, so it's cautional is the uh inf- like the common name. I just...
0: Oh, gosh, Are those those uh, bugs which have the red dye, right?
1: Yes, they are. And that's actually what I said right. in the part that cut out. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, they have the red dye. <laughs> but it's only, um like, uh, oh, right, I think right. one species that has the dye. Um, but uh, the genus is called Dactylopius, which uh, in mm-hmm. itself makes them worthwhile, because what a great name.
0: Yeah, that does sound fingery, finger-like.
1: But, um... Yeah, so these guys, these little guys, are um, native to South America and then, like, parts of North America, so Mexico and southwestern USA. And um, they've been used for dye since about the 10th century, as far as we can tell. Maybe more evidence Mm -hmm. will come up later, and we'll find out they've been used even longer. But, uh, yeah, you crush them, and there's this red pigment, and um, people um could treat it with uh, different treatments to get it turned different colors so you, you can it originally comes out um one shade of red but you put a certain um uh, one of them you make it like an alkaline treatment like with ashes and stuff and it'll turn a different color and then uh, i forgot now so, how you change it the other color but you can get them to go to a different shade of red or you can get it to go purple
0: so alkaline uh which way does that turn the shade is it lighter darker or
1: um yeah, you know, I, 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 uh, I gotta confess, I was gonna write that down, mm. and then I forgot, because I'm not very um, good at research, but like,
0: apparently. Uh, uh You said, like, dating back to, like, 10th century, like, is this the only source of red uh, pigment, or are there others? Do you know?
1: Uh, like...
0: Or is this the only red we have? naturally
1: Uh, i think this was this was actually the only red like in that region they actually started exporting it like once uh once the spanish showed up Mm -hmm. they were like hey that's pretty cool let's let's uh, export this let's just keep on exploiting you know the the people of this region like why not take their red dye as well as everything else oh dude if
0: if humans love anything because
1: the spanish were uh, pretty aggressive they were pretty aggressive
0: Oh, humans love Uh, a good little exploiting, dude. It's what we do. It's what we do best. We exploit people. Uh, 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 I hate humanity. Yeah, but, um, so, yeah.
1: Pretty terrible, pretty terrible.
0: Uh, Did we ever Uh, have a, um, a, you know that flower, that natural contraceptive that the Romans ate to extinction? Did we have a similar thing with the cochineal at any point?
1: Uh, we still got them today, actually. Yeah, um, but it,
0: w- was there any time when we came close, or...?
1: Uh, not not as far as I can tell. Um, so oh, oh, hang on. Like bread, uh, so, of the um, well, alkaline compounds make Maybe. it... Al- hang on, the alkaline treatment makes it go purple.
0: Oh, okay. So,
1: so you can make red dye, or you can make purple dye from crushing the same bugs.
0: Without Cochineal, we wouldn't have wizard robes.
1: No, we still have them now. People actually are farming them on um, cactus farms because what these little guys do is they live on cactus and they like suck up um, nutrients from the cactus. So the females uh, don't have any wings, so they just stay put and they just like stick their little feeding tube in and suck up, you know, all the good stuff from the cactus. And then the males, they do have wings and they can move around. And then, but the other thing that we use cochineal um, for mm-hmm. is actually biocontrol. Because um, Australia had um, the prickly pear cactus got introduced there. And it spread really aggressively to the point where you can see pictures from, um, I think this was the early 20th century. You can see pictures of it where it's just these entire patches of nothing but prickly pear. And it's so dense, you couldn't even walk through it. Like, it was crazy. Mm. And of course, um, these, these bugs, they, they eat cactus, right? So um, they introduced a couple of different species. Yeah. Uh, they didn't all work. One of them actually did work. It was one of the big victories in biocontrol, because it actually, um, it cleared out most of the prickly pear very quickly. And there's still a little bit of it there, but um, it's, it's down to individual cacti now, as opposed to these big, nasty, sort of intractable patches. It's a and- huge success.
0: Do you think it's ironic that nowadays prickly pear cactus juice is actually like a Well, product? actually, there's... Whereas before, we're just like, get the fucking shit. Well,
1: no, but, it. like, there's reasonable amounts, and then there's unreasonable amounts. They've already tried to use that land for other things. Like, if, if you're trying to, if, mm. you know, like, apple trees are great, but maybe you don't want them in the field where your cattle are trying to... Graze. Like, apparently people were losing their cattle in the fields of um, cacti because there were so many cacti. They just couldn't find the cattle anymore. <laughs> just,
0: I'm um, not going in there, dude.
1: <laughs> I, I don't know. As well. Yeah. as hell. Uh,
0: the cow's gone. I can't do anything. It's gone. I'm not going in there. <laughs> yeah,
1: But um, that's, you know, it was kind of crazy. But the other thing is they are actually kind of a pest in um, places where people are trying to grow cacti on purpose, like to harvest them. So...
0: Oh, you mean, like, for, like, uh, for example, tequila, where they take forever to grow, and they're very susceptible. Um, already.
1: I don't know if specifically it, it would be agave, right? But, um...
0: Yeah, because the thing with tequila, uh, the, the cacti used for tequila, the, uh, agave, uh, they take fucking forever to grow. Um, and they're really vulnerable to, like, fires, and the thing is...
1: Yeah, no, but I, I think, um... No, I think the, the um, Dactylopius yeah. tends to go after, like, Opuntia, which is the prickly pear. It's a different kind of cactus. Like, um, the thing is, I think they're fairly specific a lot of the time.
0: I mean, they cool. Um, I mean...
1: Yeah, yeah, they go after prickly pears and a few others, but agave is not really one of them. I'm sure agave has its own yeah. pests. Like, insects are really good at going after plants.
0: They're pretty dedicated.
1: That's part of why there's so many of them. It's because a lot of them are fairly host specific, a uh, little a uh, little bit of evolutionary history for you. Um, they figure that part of the reason that flowering plants and insects are both so diverse is because they were actually co-evolving. They were evolving at the same time, mm. and you look in the fossil record and stuff, and you see they were diversifying around the same time. And part of that would have been pollination, right? Um, as the you know the flowers, um, and the oh. um, insects that pollinate them diversifying at the same time. Mm. So that's part of it. But also plants... There's a bit of an arms race between insects that are herbivores and then the plants that they're trying to eat yeah. to I try mean, to outdo it, each other. That's,
0: yeah, that's kind so of... So that was the, probably uh, part of it, too. Give and take of uh, evolution there.
1: Right, plant evolves a new defense, insect overcomes it. Plant evolves a new defense, insect overcomes it.
0: Um, in, in terms of... You see a lot of that. Uh, being... Because... The thing about a Cochineal, right is it's one of those things where you know a parent finds out that it mm-hmm. uh, there it's one of the things that Vanny Hari always fucking goes on about you know food babe where cochineals in food and then they go oh my god ew did you know there's insects in your food they're putting insects in your food and you're gonna die because you're eating insects and it's like oh my fucking god yeah
1: if you eat grain products you're eating insects
0: yeah like a, a scary amount of insects given the FDA's like acceptable limit but like it's, it's all like meant to gross you out you know like oh guess what they use on all red food bugs
1: it's i mean it's not really scary at all like i, I figure pe- we are going to be eating insects pretty soon because guess mm. what they're a lot more sustainable than a lot of other kinds of meats right a huge source of protein you can produce a lot more of them with the same amount of resources than cows or pigs or chickens. It's way more sustainable. And some parts of the world, people are already eating insects.
0: I can't wait until like, the future, the cyberpunk future, where we're overpopulated as hell. And so we're all eating like bug burgers, because honestly, I'm like, that was look like tasty as fuck. So I, I kind of want them.
1: They probably are, actually. I've heard fried crickets are really tasty. I've Y'all had to fried try crickets, them. yeah. Haven't had the chance yet, but uh, I have get tried them Elmars. a lot down in uh,
0: California. Be. You can just buy them at like gas stations, like crickets and grasshoppers yeah. and stuff. Um, I mm-hmm. also bought like a corn dog for there uh, from there, and I'm not sure which gave me food poisoning, <laughs> but I'm probably betting it was the corn dog and not, you know, the insect.
1: Yeah, probably. <laughs>
0: Um, uh, because it was uh it was like a it was like a dinosaur thing so it was like a encasing uh like a sugar like it's basically mm-hmm. a lollipop and you got like a little scorpion in the middle so oh yeah uh, yeah 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 those are cool
1: sugar's products. a pretty <laughs> sugar's a very effective preservative actually yeah <laughs> but yeah um, <laughs> um actually um they they do farm they do farm the cochineals though they grow like they've got cactus farms and then they harvest the um off it
0: hmm and like i guess do they is there some kind of cactus that we just don't use for stuff like a, i don't know like
1: or like, do they like,
0: double dip do they double dip
1: i don't do know like it would be really clever to like actually harvest the cactus as well but i don't know if they use the kind that we eat um hmm but um i do know if that apparently it's quite up
0: out of the cactus it might make it like it's probably
1: uh, not so good for it yeah you probably can't harvest renmincosh and from it if you want to actually eat the cactus but apparently it's kind of labor intensive because you have to go through and brush them all off by hand to harvest them
0: yeah and then you might like get to a cactus too late and it's like not usable right it's like so, destroyed yeah. yeah but uh you
1: know, hmm. yeah it's kind of cool Sounds you can probably harvest a lot of them in a pretty small unit of land. Like, if the cactus is that...
0: Yeah, well, that's the advantage of insects. Can be
1: that prolific and grow that densely. Like, you just have to be able to walk in between it. But, yeah, no, that's definitely the advantage of insects. Like uh, It's a
0: biomass of insects. You know, I think They'll it's... just have so many, per like, especially compared to, like, cows, which take up so much fucking yeah. space for you. And humanity. insects,
1: they grow so quickly. Like, their generation time is so short that a cow, like, you can't... You can't eat it right away, but crickets... So, you know,
0: you don't crickets, have to sit you, there. You know, you can
1: go through so many generations so quickly, right? It's just way more efficient. Mm. But people are, yeah, you know... Yeah, I mean... People are just weird about it. I guess... It's the, only yeah, the cultural the taboo. People. That's all we have to get over, because yeah. it's the only really thing I, stopping us. And the infrastructure is going to be easier to set up, like, to grow insects. They're not that demanding. There's a few startups already working on it. The only thing
0: I worry about no, with an insect of, um, future...
1: I heard this. um... I want to give a shout-out yeah. to um, uh, Arthropod, which is a, an entomology podcast uh, that I listen to. And they were having some, uh, some interviews. It's now well, a it is podcast, podcast, is it? Yeah, it's Arthropod. You see? Oh, you see? It's insects and puns, my two favorite things in the world. I so, um, no, actually, though, you should check it out cause it's great. But um, they had an interview with somebody who's actually doing a startup where... Um, they sell people little kits to start raising crickets for their own consumption. Just like in your home, like they'll sell you like the eggs and like a little um, tank to keep them in and stuff. And you just um, raise them and so you, you just uh, eat them. And I, I got to go find their Kickstarter because that actually sounds really cool. Yeah. I mean, then you're eating your pets, but maybe, just, so just like try not to get too attached to them, um, but it's kind of a really cool idea. Like that whole um, growing your own food movement, you know? I mean, I say movement, but it's, it's been basically all of.
0: I'm kind of discriminatory I in
1: history people have provided their own food, and only recently we've kind of started not doing yes. that.
0: well, that's the benefit you know we can dedicate time to you know um thinking up theories of relativity because we don't have to keep going out for like seven and a half hours every day hunting stuff just to not die yeah.
1: I'm not condemning it i'm just I'm just pointing out mm. that it is new
0: um so from pale blank white nothing to vibrant shades of red how would you rate the cochineal
1: oh it's a pretty vibrant shade of red yes scarlet probably yeah
0: i rate it
1: which is actually one of the colors you can get from them
0: can you get vermilion
1: uh um apparently you can get scarlet and crimson scarlet and crimson. i don't know what vermilion maybe maybe if you mix them
0: yeah uh, i would i would rate Um, the cochineal, I'd rate it like a pink. Um. Pink? Like, so, like, I guess that's my six out of ten. Um, it sounds pretty cool, but it makes me, especially with the whole prickly pear thing, it makes me wish for, like, the alternate universe where we just say, "Mm, I guess this place is really good at growing cactuses, and we just have, like, prickly pear fruit instead of apples as like the national symbol
1: no 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 this was Australia Australia has enough invasive species problems to deal with they do not need more prickly pears there
0: I got my VB. bay got my fucking prickly pear cactus
1: you don't get to wish that on Australia if you don't have to live there and deal with the consequences that's not fair that's
0: why we sent all our bloody convicts there so they could eat all the fucking cactuses <laughs> <laughs> came there we said i don't young, even know mate. if it was
1: the edible species Fucking of prickly, prickly pear,
0: pear. say oi mate stop putting a bloody piker send down some bloody convicts here they can get rid of them you know, you know, the thing about do eating it them? I had to get insects to go do it
1: the thing about eating them is um it's not for prickly pear but have you heard of the, the lionfish no it's an, it's an invasive species of fish that's it was introduced to like the caribbean area Mm -hmm. and it's been spreading and oh it was actually introduced i think in florida or something but it spread all the way through the caribbean and could potentially get all the way down like the northern part of south america as well and it's um incredibly invasive on reefs it's done a huge amount of damage it's outcompeted the native predatory fish and basically it just eats everything in sight right and they're venomous like they're, they've got spines on the back and if you um, touch them they'll poison you yeah so um you know pretty nasty and uh, one proposed solution for dealing with them is actually to uh, eat them because they are edible if you you know how to prepare them. Like if you just get rid of the spines they're. it's not like, um, it's not like Fugu where you can like die if they're prepared wrong. From what I can tell, they're pretty straightforward to prepare. So the um, the thought is just go get people to fish them and just eat them to get rid of them, Um, which is actually possible. The concern is just that they are, because they're not a schooling fish, they're harder to fish. So it might not be very economically viable, but um, it just seems like the most human thing to do to look at this fish and say, oh, it's an invasive species. Let's eat it until it's gone.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like we never <laughs> so. Let's fu- just eat it. We never let's fucking learn ever. Like, <laughs> like you, seriously, we're just like, okay, can I eat it? Can I fuck it? No. All right, <laughs> moving on. It. Yeah. <laughs> well,
1: this actually would be a good thing if people were eating that instead of like the um, already threatened native species, because um, apparently the native species are also pretty tasty.
0: Why don't we tell? Which, um everyone who um votes against their own interests why don't we tell them the lionfish makes a fun and cuddly replacement for like a puppy and they just you know let it take care of itself
1: well, do, do you know how they figure they originally um got introduced is that they were aquarium fish uh, and i no. figured people couldn't handle them anymore just dumped them in the ocean and they got established that's how they got a lot of um snakes got introduced to places where they're not supposed to be
0: Yeah, just like... Uh, There's,
1: like, uh, the giant boa constrictors in Florida. People who didn't want to keep them as pets anymore and just letting them go, like...
0: Just like the Ninja Turtles.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so, you know, PSA, people, if you have... First of all, don't get exotic pets. Seriously. Like, there's all kinds of ethical problems with how they acquire them. Even exotic fish. But um, main part of the PSA is if you do insist on having exotic pets, keep them. Don't release them. Because if you do bad things can happen and probably will happen
0: yeah you're just gonna be okay, um, finding nemo
1: the odds are not an acceptable risk i shouldn't have said they probably won't like technically they probably won't but it's a completely preventable level of like really bad bad things that will happen if they do get established hmm. so don't let your exotic pets go that's your psa for the day
0: and on that note that's look at a very exotic pet in our final section where we're gonna see our final collaborative fanfiction here and then jess is going to read us a terrifying tale of bears we'll see you in a second I just sent you the link, Jess. Uh, if you want to go ahead and open that up.
1: Oh, oh, okay, here we go. There you
0: go. You see it now? Great beast uh, stuff. This... Yeah.
1: All right, yeah.
0: All right. Good so, stuff. Um Oh. So, we're going to do the same tandem thing.
1: Yeah, you cut out mm-hmm. again.
0: At Okay, uh, back. Just, okay. Yeah, just roll of it. So, um yeah, yeah. yeah. Jess. Uh, it's your turn to make me pick a number. So you have to match my number, okay? Wait, what? So, last time I tried to match your number, and then I couldn't, so then you got to pick. So this time, um, I've got to try and match your number.
1: Oh, from one to seven? Yeah, sure. All right.
0: One, two, three, four. No. No, four.
1: No, no, it was not for. No,
0: helps if you. It helps it just. It helps if you say it at the same time.
1: Oh, oh yeah. Right oh. No, don't, don't, oh right. don't worry about it. <laughs> all right. Okay, that's how that works. It's um, all right.
0: Where, where I am, it's like noon, but like where you are, it's like getting late. I understand. So, yeah. okay. Um. <laughs> do you want to go first or second, or?
1: This thing's only gonna work when we're both uh, connected. Actually.
0: Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay, we got it. Okay. Let's do it real quick. One to seven again.
0: One,
1: two, three, five. Oh. No, it cut out again.
0: <laughs> okay. Final. Final one. Final <laughs> one. Let's go. Final we'll try, try. Final yeah. attempt. Okay. 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 One, two, three, one, six. Two, three, one. What did
1: you say? Um, What did you say? I
0: said six, whatever. Let's just... I said one. Okay, do you want to go first or second?
1: Uh, I'll go second this time.
0: Okay. So, um, we're going to go ahead and read The Great Sea Beast of Murder. And it starts like this. Salutations. My name is Spooneeds. And I've had an interesting day. And by interesting, I mean spooky! Spooky! But before I tell you this, I should just warn you, this isn't like any other creepypasta, because this is the 100% true story, and it actually happened. Don't believe me? I have proof. What is this proof? Well, I can prove it all in just five words. It was all super hyper realistic.
1: So, now that I've proven that this actually happened, I should warn you, this story is CURSED. If you read this story, then the great sea beast of murder will find you, and murder you. Why did I upload this if this is cursed? I guess I'm just a dick. Anyway, on to the goddamn motherfucking bitch ass spooky spooky story.
0: I was walking down the street when I noticed a garage sale to my right. I assumed it was just a glitch and walked right on past it. Now I arrived at the store to buy some hyper realistic cola. I was really looking forward to drinking some, it's my favorite drunking. You know, I love it more than I love homosexual porns. I went into the drink aisle, eager to buy it, when it happened. There was none left.
1: No, I ran over to the cashier and pulled out a bloody knife and shouted, Bitch, where the fuck is my hyperrealistic cola? Then I realized I was talking to a self-service checkout.
0: I stormed out. Tears pouring in my eyes. I needed my hyperrealistic cola. I love that drink more than anything in the whole wide world. More than my family, more than all of my possessions combined times infinity. Heck, even more than my secret stash of homosexual porns. And that's something I hold very dear to me.
1: That's when I had a Eureka moment. No ordinary eureka moment, but the greatest fucking eureka moment in the history of all things ever. Like seriously, no joke you guys.
0: I could just use my time machine I have in my basement to go back in time, to when there was hyper-realistic cola in stock.
1: I ran the fuck home faster than anyone has ever ran before and ran the fuck into my basement.
0: My basement was the same as it had always been. Dark. Messy, but not disorganized, and people lying on the floor tied up crying. I walked past my toolbox, stepped over my shelves, and approached my time machine. It was a beautiful time machine, and it had quite a history. It was the same time machine, mix a lot, used to go forward in time so it could rip off Nicki Minaj's Anaconda. Twenty-one years before it was
1: even made. And I was about to use it for a much bigger, much more significant cause. To get some hyper-realistic cola!
0: I hopped in, ready to travel. But that's when I realized... I have no fucking idea how to use this damn thing.
1: I walked over to the control panel, confused, yet determined. I pressed a button which looked like a give me some fucking hyper realistic cola you bitch button, but it turns out it was a go back in time by one year button. I had pressed it six trillion, six 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 times though, so I had to go back six 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 years in time. I'm not reading those numbers. I don't want to go that far. Hyperrealistic Cola wasn't even invented then.
0: So, then I traveled back in time, only to find a massive ocean.
1: So, this is what the universe was like 6666666666666 years ago, I said aloud.
0: But I looked over in another direction, and I saw, well...
1: It was a crowd, but it wasn't a crowd of people. It was a crowd of big, relentless bagels, spooky pumpkins with chicken legs, and Mecca waffles of doom. It was really scary. Then I saw the ocean turn into an ocean of hyperrealistic blood, and it was really scary. And then there was a rumbling.
0: No sp- Big, relentless bagels, spooky pumpkins with chicken legs, and mega-waffles of doom clearly had a common master,
1: and it was appearing now. A large figure started emerging out of the water, and I was in awe with the ungodly beast that I saw. It had a stick figure-like neck and arms, holding up a massive head. Its nose was huge and pointy, its eyebrows were large, too, and its tongue flung out as if the beast was some sort of snake.
0: It was the great sea beast of murder.
1: Then there was a roar. It didn't come from the beast, it came from behind me. The big relentless bagels, the spooky pumpkins with chicken legs, and the mecca waffles of doom all fled. I turned to fight a bunch of epic fucksing fighter planes flying towards the great sea beast of murder, shooting at it bombing it i also saw ships sailing along the ocean of hyperrealistic blood attacking it the great sea beast of murder smashed one of the planes in half by dashing it with its huge tongue like it was nothing the great sea beast of murder was unmatched then a the beam of
0: light from the heavens shone on the great sea beast of, of murder this beast screamed, releasing a war that was so loud and hyperrealistic that it made my ears bleed. Hyperrealistic
1: blood. I looked up in amazement when I saw the gods. These weren't cosmic bearded old men like gods you see in storybooks. These were beautiful. Gracious, these were the cheese-flavored bunnies riding chocolate unicycles. The six true gods that each control a different part of existence and all work in perfect harmony.
0: Then they got bored and left. Me telling you this was totally pointless.
1: I was really scared. I had no idea what to do. The beast was going to kill me. I was so scared that I vomited hyper-realistic blood everywhere, and the Earth exploded for no reason whatsoever, apart from the fact that I've officially ran out of ideas.
0: Never remember I could have just left in my time machine.
1: Fuck! Oh, and it said that every 666666666666666 years, the Great Sea Beast rises from the ocean and kills everyone. Da da da. The
0: end?
1: The end?
0: Zero ten needs more spooky skeletons. IGN. Oh, what do you think about the Great Sea Beast of Murder? Pretty scary, right? Hmm.
1: Uh,
0: I was terrified. I mean, every time I see Mecca Waffles of Doom, um, I I I am terrified because my mom was actually accosted by Mecca Waffles of Doom, very large waffles, uh, and and they just they they were just terrorizing her, being all waffly and of doom, and then also Mecca. So you know, I was very scared. Mm. Yeah, mm.
1: well, I don't know. I mean,
0: wh- baguetteless bagels about... just don't
1: seem that scary to me. But maybe, maybe if I, uh, you know, I don't know. Like maybe if I had celiac, they'd be really scary because of the gluten. Mm. I feel like that was also a really insensitive I... comment. But
0: uh, yeah, I th- I think yeah. they're very terrifying to people who have gluten intolerance. I think that, that these are terrifying. These are basically like your kryptonite, except they are mecca and they're also of doom. I mean
1: that. Yeah, like not only will they kill you if you eat them, but they will actually chase you and like, f- like grab you and just like f- force you to like taste them, yeah. taste their bodies, which I mean, would be horrifying it's, it's, it's like someone
0: tying me down and forcing me to eat rye bread. You know that would be awful. So, <laughs> <laughs> call back. Uh, so. Um, okay, so.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Moving on from that.
0: Alright, so I sent you the link. Jess, you are going to treat us to uh the first story on this page, which is Bear.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So do you yes. see it there?
1: Alright, let's let's find out what Bear is all about.
0: I've been informed that he's coming to fold that booty.
1: Was there a setup to that? Because I could not hear it at my end. Right. I don't actually know if you're talking right now, but I'm just going to begin. Oh, I was
0: just commenting on the booty. This is going to be really entertaining All for right, so story uh, is people listening to this. Called.
1: Oh, oh you are okay.
0: Yeah, it's going to be really entertaining for people listening to this because they won't have any of the audio issues that we have because we'll be using the master of Yeah, worlds. Yeah. So they'll be like, what do you mean you can't oh, yeah, hear no, it's me? Gonna be weird.
1: I'll probably, Dumb. Try what to do you not mean you can't so hear her? Are
0: you stupid? <laughs> so, it's going to be entertaining.
1: It is, yes, but that's part of the fun. They get to they get to enjoy the experience, the experience along with us even if they're not Really enjoying the experience with us, but they get to have all the fun of technical difficulties.
0: We get to pass We like
1: to pass the pain on to them.
0: Yeah, we get to pass the audio issues on to you.
1: Yay! Yay! Woo!
0: But um okay. Yay! So
1: Okay, alright. Uh on to the story. Okay. Right,
0: so This yeah, is your captain
1: speaking. One Do not is. eat the red gummy bear. You'll be sorry. So that's the title of our story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's coming for that booty. <laughs> okay. Before a company goes public, the highest level executives embark on a multi-city tour with their investment bankers to drum up support for the upcoming IPO. This trip is called a road show. And since the group will typically visit dozens of cities on a tight schedule, a private jet is the preferred means of transportation. During a road show, it's not unusual to visit 2 or 3 cities in a single day, so work starts at the crack of dawn. That doesn't mean the group goes to bed early. Every night, the bankers treat their clients to a wild nights, complete with complimentary gummy bears and coffee. No matter how hard the group parties the night before, the private jet will lift them off to their next destination very early the next morning, just for a minute. Pretend that you're an investment banker traveling with some very important clients on one of these roadshows. Now imagine you spent the previous night dropping yogi way beyond your limit, only to be startled out of bed by a piercing 6.30am wake-up call. In an attempt to get your head and body feeling remotely human again, you scarf down some more warm gummy bears and at least two glasses of coffee at the hotel's breakfast buffet before jumping on the shuttle to the private airport. Within a few minutes of arriving at the airport, your entire group is seated and the plane begins to taxi down the runway. At this point, you might feel a bit of relief as the morning's blur subsides. All you have to do is sit back and relax for the one hour flight to the next city. There's just one problem. In your rush to get out of the hotel, down to breakfast and onto the plane, you forgot to do one very crucial thing. Go to the bathroom. And I'm not talking about peeing. You have a stomach full of last night's multicolored death bears and coffee churning around your lower intestine at 30,000 feet. But that's not the worst part true horror sets in when you realize you're not on a spacious 20-person g5 with couches beds lazy boys and a fully tucked away private bathroom no on this day you are traveling on a six-person puddle jumper sitting shoulder to shoulder with your clients and co-workers but wait somehow the story gets even worse Just over halfway through the flight, all the coffee in my stomach feels like it's percolating its way down into my lower intestine. I hunker down and try to focus on other things. What feels like an hour, but probably isn't more than 20 minutes, passes. We then enter what turns out to be pretty violent turbulence. With each bounce, I have to fight my body, trying not to poop my pants. 30 minutes to landing, maybe 45, I try and tell myself, each jostle a gamble I can't afford to lose. I signal to the flight attendant and she heads toward me. Excuse me, where is the bathroom? Because I don't see a door, I ask, while still devoting considerable energy to fighting off what starts to feel like someone took a seltzer bottle and shoved it up my butt. She looks at me, bemused, and says, well, We don't really have one, per se, she continues. Technically, we have one, but it's really just for emergencies. Don't worry, we're landing shortly anyway. Pretty sure this qualifies as an emergency, I manage to mutter through my grimace. I can see the fear in her face as she points nervously to the back seat. Turbulence outside is matched only by the cyclone that is ravaging my bowels. She points to the back of the plane and says there the toilet is there for a brief instant relief passes over my face she continues if you pull away the leather cushion from that seat it's under there there's a small privacy screen that pulls up around it but that's it at this point i was committed she had just lit the dynamite and the mine shaft was set to blow i turn to look where she is pointing and i get the urge to cry I do cry, but my face is so tightly clenched it makes no difference. The toilet seat is occupied by the CFO, i.e. our freaking client. Our freaking female freaking client. Up to this point, nobody has observed my struggle or my exchange with the flight attendant. I'm so sorry. I am so sorry. That's all I can say as I limp toward her like Quasimodo impersonating a penguin and I begin my explore- explanation. Of course, as soon as, I, as my competitors see me talking to the CFO, they all perk up to find out what the hell I'm doing. Given my jovial nature and fun loving attitude thus far on the road show, almost everybody thinks I'm joking. She, however, knows right away that I am anything but, and jumps up, moving quickly to where I had been sitting. I now had to remove the seat top, no easy task when you can barely stand upright. Wait right, are getting tossed around like a hood rat at a block party, and are fighting against the gastrointestinal Mount Vesuvius. I managed to peel the leather seat top to find a rather luxurious looking commode, with a nice cherry or walnut frame. It had obviously never been used, ever. Why this moment of clarity came to me, I do not know. Perhaps it was the realization that I was going to take this toilet's virginity with a fury and savagery that was an abomination to its delicate craftsmanship and quality. I imagined some poor Italian carpenter weeping over the violently soiled remains of his once-beautiful creation. The lament lasted only a second as I was quickly back to concentrating on the tiny muscle that stood between me and molten hot lava. I reach down and pull up the privacy screens with only seconds to spare before I erupt. It's an Alka Seltzer bomb, nothing but air and liquid spraying out in all directions. A Jackson Pollock masterpiece. The pressure is now reversed. I feel like I'm going to have a stroke. I push so hard to end the relief, the tormented, sublime relief. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. My apologies do nothing to drown out the heinous noises that seem to carry on and reverberate throughout the small cabin indefinitely. If that's not bad enough, I have one more major problem. The privacy screen stops right around shoulder level. I am sitting there, a disembodied head in the back of the plane, on a bucking bronco for a toilet, all while looking my colleagues, competitors, and clients directly in the eyes. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain, briefly comes to mind. I literally could reach out with my left hand and rest it on the shoulder of the person adjacent to me. It was virtually impossible for him or any of the others, and by others I mean high profile business partners and clients, to avert their eyes. They squirm and try not to look, inclined to do their best to carry on and pretend as if nothing out of the ordinary was happening, that they weren't sharing a stall with some guy dropping his intestines out, releasing smelly, sweaty shame at a 100 feet per second, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Is all the ashamed, disembodied head can say over and over again. Not that it mattered.
0: Terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. So. Um,
1: That's everyone's deepest fear, isn't it? Really.
0: Uh, this uh, terrifying tale is actually a review. Do you know what it for?
1: <laughs> it's, uh, it's probably for gummy bears.
0: Yeah, it's uh, sugar free gummy bears. Because they have- <laughs> they have an additive that, you know, a uh, f- 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 phenylalanine, um, which mm-hmm. makes you shit yourself. And because people okay. usually eat gummy bears by the handful, uh, it's very potent, um, when it comes to laxatives. So, honestly, I feel for yeah. this person. I- I- I feel- for him you know he's, he's mm-hmm. in front of his bosses like all of his bosses very important clients CEOs really the most terrifying situation in which you shit out what could possibly be twice your body mass at 250 miles an hour into a deluxe commode in front of bosses it's probably the worst way and time to do that I can't think of a good time <laughs> to do that, but that's probably the worst. The only other yeah. worst time is maybe well, I mean, at a funeral, I would say. Well a
1: good time to do that would be is if you're trying to scare off an attacker. Like if you turn around and, and projectile shit,
0: you know, <laughs> into the face shit. of
1: the like grizzly bear that's coming after you, like use the gummy bears to fight off the real bears. Seems like uh poetic think,
0: justice. I think projectile shitting into a bear's face <laughs> would only make it angry. <laughs>
1: No, but see it's distracted for a moment and that's your chance, right? I feel like I feel
0: like it would just make an interesting corpse for like the wildlife <laughs> rangers to come across and be like, why is he covered in shit?
1: <laughs> yeah, but that you're the first person to die by grizzly bear while covered in gummy bear shit. You get your name in the history books. Like, this is what you wanted. You want an you historical just find death. A
0: grizzly bear so, roaming. This is how you get it. The the with, with blood and shit, and they say to the grizzly bear, "If you have blood and shit all over your face, there's a cream for that." So. <laughs> <laughs> Come back. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> all right, uh, I think we should end on a high note there. So. Uh,
1: oh yeah. That's yeah, gonna that be good. it
0: for this uh, episode. <laughs> Uh, of the hey. podcast so we hope you had a good time uh, always remember if you did enjoy it please leave us a review on iTunes or on the YouTube link there always uh, yeah. uh, You know, help.
1: if you want to write us a uh, creepypasta in your review uh, we will read it on the podcast
0: mm, yes we will actually read it uh, we will mention you your name unless you don't want to be mentioned but you could be a celebrity on this podcast and all that it- takes is yeah. an easy little review and doesn't even we have make to be you serious. Why don't we start a conversation in the review section. I want you to tell me where is the best place to shit yourself at 250 feet a second.
1: You mean like where in the plane or where uh, geographically like shitting yourself? No,
0: anywhere. Anywhere. Where? Where's the best place?
1: Above like the ocean is better? Trump Tower,
0: or, um, or I don't know. Basement? I don't know. Mom's house? I don't know. Public bathroom? Stall? Ex-girlfriend's house? Tell us. <laughs> Inform us. Um, and so, uh, the only thing I have to leave you with is today's sponsor. Uh so today's sponsor is Haribo Sugar Free Gummy Bears. And Haribo Sugar Free Gummy Bears, uh, the Well, what we have to say here, guys, is that all the reports of the projectile shitting are very, very over exaggerated. There is absolutely no corroborated stories. That directly connects Haribo sugar free gummy bears available in one pound and 1.5 pound variants. Use the code JJCATS to get 15% off. With laxative shitting, with heart attack, with vomiting shit from your mouth with oozing shit from your pores, with oozing shit spontaneously instead of hair follicles, with replacing 20-50% to of the blood inside your bloodstream with shit, or with turning you into shit at a molecular level. It is not connected with any of those, and all of those studies are spurious. Haribo sugar-free gummy bears represent a easy, and cool way for kids to get more in tune with their bodies, particularly their bowels. And it can also help you drop a weight class for that boxing tournament. So why don't you head on down to Haribo's and buy yourself some sugar-free gummy bears. They go through (laughs) clean. That seems
1: like the end, yeah. All right, finally stop this thing. Boom. All right, it's done now.